Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. To all of you out there, welcome back to A Beautiful Life. I am really excited about this topic today. Like I said, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into dance-related topics because dance is a huge passion of mine. I mean, obviously, fitness and health are huge passions of mine, but one of the greatest passions in my career and the main reason why I chose my career in the first place, um, which led me to fitness and health, is really helping young dancers and athletes learn how to properly care for their bodies. I really noticed at a young age, you know, I started writing my book, A Dancer's Diary, when I was 16. So I noticed that as a dancer myself, that a lot of my friends and other dancers and athletes that I, that I saw or followed or was friends with, they were constantly getting injured, they were falling into bad eating habits, and their bodies would start to break down at very young ages because they just didn't know how to care for their bodies in the proper way. And that was both inside whatever sport or dance they were doing and also outside of it as well. So this is one of the reasons why I wrote the book, A Dancer's Diary, in the first place, because I wanted to provide a complete source for dancers to go back to when they needed help in various areas. And I also created it not only for the dancers, but for the dance teachers, because I've used these techniques with my dancers and they have shown incredible improvements in, you know, just injury prevention and flexibility and strength and just all around health. So through my research on this subject, on these subjects, because there's multiple subjects, um, common health problems in young dancers came up and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to look more into this. This took years of research to do this particular chapter. But I came across some really helpful information, just amazing information. I, I love health. You guys know this. I talk about it all the time. So this particular episode today, we're going to talk about common health issues in dancers. And this is all dancers. It doesn't have to be young dancers, old dancers. Um, it's all of them. And this information comes almost directly from my book. I'm not going to quote it word for word, but it almost comes directly from my book. This is based on the research that I've done over the past 10 years or so. Um, So we're just going to dive right in. And if you want more information, you can always go and check out my book on adancersdiarybook.com and you can read a little bit more there. All right, so we're going to start with weight control the dancer's figure. And this is one thing that a lot of dancers struggle with. This is a a bone of contention with a lot of dancers, especially when you're young or if you're going into a more um, uh, prominent company, this is more of an issue. This becomes more of an issue. So I want to just say, start by saying perfection is unattainable. This is easier to say than implement, especially for young dancers. Um, when young dancers get into the dance world, I mean, you guys all know if you are dancers or even if you're a part of the fitness industry, there is a specific type of person. Like you have to look a certain way. It's been this way for years. So for young dancers, it's easier to say that perfection is unattainable, but implementing it is a completely different thing. So dancers, especially in those in professional companies are constantly under pressure to look a certain way. They want to look perfect, okay? The perfect Balanchine dancer. Thankfully, this is changing. Our world is changing. The the historical characteristics of a dancer is gradually changing in the professional dance world, making it much easier for aspiring young dancers to make it into companies. And I'm really grateful for this. 
With that said, weight is still an issue. When you think about it, if you are doing a pas de deux, which is um, two dancers dancing together, usually a male and a female, the girl must be lighter in order to be lifted by the male with ease. So he has to lift you over his head. And I used to think, um, because I'm not a light, I'm not a light person, that I would never be able to do pas de deux because he wouldn't be able to lift me over his head. So this provides added pressure to certain, to be a certain weight. Weight control is achievable through natural means and simple meal planning. And this is where my programs come into, come into play because I have created a really amazing weight control, or not weight control, but weight loss program that is completely natural. It doesn't put you on supplements. You don't have to diet. It's really crazy. So fiber, such as rice, bran, vegetables, nuts, things like that, is important for keeping you full longer. So those are the kinds of carbohydrates you want to eat. It's going to clean out your digestive system. And vegetables, fruits, and nuts, which you only want a handful of nuts, are perfect for quick snacks. You're having a lot of fresh stuff. Avoid sugar and processed forms of carbohydrates and, sh and fibers. And sugars, of course. Um, consume lots of spices that help you lose weight. Include blood circulation and lower inflammation. And this can include ginger, black pepper, turmeric, cinnamon, cardamom, cumin, cayenne, ginseng, and mustard. In fact, I want to do an episode completely dedicated to cayenne because cayenne is absolutely incredible. It helps you lose weight and just it just melts it off, but it also increases blood circulation and lowers inflammation throughout the body. So keep an eye out for that because I want to do an entire episode dedicated to that. But anyway, um, adding healthy fats like coconut oil, avocado oil, sesame oil, and olive oil are also great for helping you fill up longer. Remember, I talked about this a little earlier. You don't want to do low-fat foods because really you need those fats to keep you full. Plus, they're all full of sugar and they're highly processed. So you want to avoid them altogether. Meat is also very important for dancers. You must have protein to perform properly. But avoid soy as it's a hormone disruptor and causes inflammation. I think I talked a little bit about this earlier in another episode, but if I didn't, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in a later episode. Counting calories can become an obsession, and I only recommend it for people trying to lose large amounts of weight in a short amount of time. And this is, even then, it can become an obsession, and even then it can, it can get in the way of progress. So you should really enjoy your food, making sure you're eating whole, organic, natural, high-quality foods is the best way to go. And when you're doing that, calories, counting calories is not something you need to do because you're not eating anything processed. You're not going to have those naturally high-calorie snacks. And um, going back to the protein real quick, I will be doing a, a specific episode. I know this is going to ruffle a few feathers, but that's kind of what I do in my, in my industry is I ruffle a few feathers. I tell it like it is. I do a lot of research. I'm going to be talking about vegan and vegetarianism, veganism and vegetarianism specifically because I am of the opinion based on research, based on research that I have done and research that my grandmother, the naturopathic doctor has done, and based on functional medicine research, um, that protein, specifically lean meats, is super important and that you cannot live without it on long-term basis. So we'll talk about that in a different episode, but I just wanted to mention that real quick. 
Um, and then going back to counting calories, malnutrition is becoming less and less of an issue among adult dancers. However, young dancers who haven't done their research can easily fall into this because they're counting calories. Eating properly and consuming the proper vitamins and minerals is super important. Like I can't even, I can't even stress to you how important this is. Most of these vitamins and minerals can be found in your food, but sometimes you need to supplement. Vitamin D and C and iron are extremely important for dancers. You've got to have the iron to have healthy blood. You have to have the vitamin C to keep you strong and your immune system strong. And you have to have, everybody has to have vitamin D. And that's another issue that dancers deal with is a vitamin D deficiency because they're stuck inside all day. So that might be something that certain dancers might need to replenish with a supplement. There is an entire section in my book that tackles this issue, um, specifically the common health issues for dancers. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, This includes amenorrhea, nutritional deficiencies, and even a lowered immune system. It goes into great detail of all of these things. Like I said before, we've talked about low immune system before, um, and there are definitely more subjects that will be coming up in the future as far as podcast topics, such as restricting calories, Um, we've talked about weight loss, the importance of vitamin D. So there are different things that we'll be talking about later on, but if you want to get the information right away, I recommend you check out my book. All right. So let's jump into another topic. This is fitness outside of dance. Young dancers don't really, they don't usually think about the importance of exercising outside of dance. I know I didn't, I didn't think it was important. I thought that because I was dancing, twice a week for over an hour that I was fine. I did point. I did ballet. I thought I was done, that I didn't need to exercise. I got the workout I needed. So I was very wrong. The reason why I encourage young dancers to exercise out of outside of dance is because it strengthens parts of the body that otherwise go unused. Okay. You're only using, I mean, you're using a lot of muscle groups in ballet. So if someone does Um, if they're regular doing regular workouts and then I throw them into a ballet type workout, they usually say afterward, they're like, wow, I didn't realize these muscle groups existed. So there are muscle groups that you are using during ballet and any kind of dance that you don't necessarily use when you're doing different types of exercise, but it's important to get a balance of all of the muscle groups completely. So cross training with, you know, you can do fast walking, cycling, weights, things like that is very important to have at least twice a week. Just avoid running or jogging as it is hard on the delicate bones of the feet. And especially if you're in point, you really don't want to do too much running. I don't recommend that you exercise more than five days a week. We've already talked about this in a previous episode. So make sure you're taking your dance class time into consideration when you're building a workout routine. And another note that I want to put in here is that you don't want to exercise for longer than an hour. Um, Once an hour is, once you've reached that hour, your body literally stops benefiting from any exercise at all. It just stops and it can actually begin to break down and you don't, you don't want to do that. You do not want to push your body harder than an hour, especially if you are a dancer or an athlete, because then you can get into a thing called catabolism, which is when your muscles start to break down and it's a very dangerous thing. So I recommend a 30 to 45 minute workout twice a week in addition to dance class and rehearsal. Now, obviously you're probably thinking, well, dance classes usually last longer than an hour. That's a little bit different. There's not really any way that you can control that. 
so I wouldn't worry about that too much. But when you build in workouts, your workouts should really be limited to at least 30, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and you don't want to go further than that. I'm going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'll talk about injuries, and then we'll talk about some other stuff, and it'll be fun. <laughs> everyone. I wanted to hop on here and tell you a little bit about a book I wrote. I started research on this book when I was about 16 years old because I felt like even at that young age that I needed to research stuff. I needed to put my experience into words and this was the best way to do that for me. So at 16 I started my research. I finished this book when I was about 20 years old. It took me a really long time but you can tell how much research went into this. So this book is called A Dancer's Diary. You've probably heard me mention it a few times in some of my episodes here on the podcast but it's a really cool book. Not just you know because I wrote it but it's really unique to any other dance health fitness book out there because it's really literally a one-stop shop for dancers. It tells them how to boost their immune systems so that they don't get sick very often. It's, um, it's a great resource for how to exercise outside of dance because some dancers either don't exercise at all or they're doing the wrong kind of exercising. So it's a really interesting resource for dancers. It's got everything you need, and including how to take care of your feet and take care of your hair because us dancers, I mean, our hair is pulled up into buns all the time and it can get really brittle and dry. And then our feet, obviously, you know how much work our feet do. So taking care of those is really important as well. So just to walk you through the book a little bit, I've got different parts in here. And obviously we start with one of the most important, which is strong dancer, maintaining strong muscles, strong bones. And so it starts off with how, you know, to use properly use cross training and conditioning because cer certain dancers do not want to do certain things. And so I just go into full detail about that. Common dance injuries, which I actually talked about in one of my episodes, we talked about some fractures and we talked about tendonitis so those are really important things. I also give you some suggestions on natural anti-inflammatories which is really great. Um, the different levels of pain when you should go see a doctor all of that is really important and all of that is detailed and put into this book. There's also stretching techniques and flexibility balancing strength and flexibility. There are some dancers out there who have really amazing flexibility, but they're not balancing it with strength and vice versa. Then we go into part two, which is healthy dancers. That takes you through some effective weight control tips, some health and nutrition tips. And these are all coming from a functional nutrition perspective. And I had my grandmother working on this with me as well. And again, tons and tons of research went into this. So I made sure to give the best information I possibly could with updated and new information and studies. I also talk a bit about eating disorders and how they can be really, really dangerous for dancers especially and how to step out of them because it's really important that dancers realize that they need to get help sooner rather than later. So we talk a little bit about that as well as staying healthy year round and building in a strong immune system. I've talked about this here on the podcast so many times, but um, this is specific to dancers and athletes. So it's really important for them to read this. And then we go into part three, which is another one of my favorites. It's stress management and getting ready for the big night. So 
balancing stress and balancing those adrenaline highs when you get on stage and what that looks like for dancers in particular. And then finally, we go into part four, which is really fun. This is just the fun part of the book. It's taking care of your feet, all the different issues that dancers have with their feet, because we have a ton, believe me. <laughs> and, you know, just giving your feet a little TLC. And then we have healthy hair, because your hair needs a little TLC as well. It's pulled up into a bun all the time. And then we have beauty is more than skin deep. And that is what this section is called, this chapter. And we talk about healthy beauty products and why they're so important as well as how to take care of your skin. And then the book is rounded out with a little um, couple other chapters with additional tidbits such as building good habits and items every dancer needs to care with, carry with them. And then I give you a little simple anatomical terminology so that you can understand kind of what we're talking about throughout the book. But this is a really cool resource because it's very unique from everything else that's on the market. It's more complex and more, it's got more information in it, and it's more well fully researched from a medical standpoint. It's not just from a dancer's standpoint, it's from a medical standpoint. So that's what make this, makes this book really unique. I wrote it from a dancer's perspective, but also from a dance teacher's perspective. So I feel like that gives me a really well-rounded outlook on how to stay strong and healthy as a dancer. And um, I'm going to tell you, I used all of these things on my students. I still continue to this day to use all of these things on my students. And my students are strong. They are flexible. They are getting injured way less often. And they're definitely, definitely not getting as sick as often. So it's a really cool resource. I, I just recommend that you check it out. I know I wrote it, but... Um, believe me, I've compared this to the books out there on the market. You're welcome to do the same. But you can go to my website, which is a dancersdiarybook.com, and you can check out more information on it. I've also got a blog on there where I go deeper into different subjects that you can check out as well. This book is currently on sale, so you can order it through Amazon or Barnes & Noble online, or you can even order it directly through me, which is the best way to do it. That way I get all the funds. That way Amazon doesn't steal any money from me, but whichever way you'd like to order it is totally fine. I do have copies currently, so if you'd like a signed copy, feel free to contact me via my website. But anyway, guys, I am super excited about this book. It had a lot of research going into it. It took a lot of years to write it, and I'm very excited to continue to market it today. Um, and I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Alrighty, welcome back. So let's talk about injuries, specifically recovery. There are so many injuries that can occur in, dan occur in dance. We've talked about two. We talked about tendonitis and fractures. Um, really, there are too many to discuss all, and you could probably take a whole episode to talk about them, but we're not going to talk about them today. Um, this includes tendonitis, fractures, sprains, strains, you name it. There is a lot that you can deal with as a dancer. The most important thing you need to remember is that ignoring the pain is the worst thing that you can do. If you listen to my last episode, you'll know that, especially when you're dealing with tendonitis and fractures, you really want to make sure that you are recognizing the pain and you're taking um, precautionary measures before it gets worse. Pain is your body's way of telling you that something is not right and that you should fix it right away. I can't tell you, I cannot tell you how many dancers, especially young dancers, brush off the pain or hide it using NSAIDs 
which like ibuprofen, Advil, things like that, just so they don't have to take a break from dance. Okay. They push through the pain. They're like, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to go through because, you know, ballet's pain. If you've ever done point, you know that you've got pain going through your body all the time. But this is such a bad idea because the pain could very possibly get worse and worse and worse. And when this happens, you're in for a long time of recovery. So not only are you, um, if you had just taken the time off when you needed to, when you had the pain to begin with, you probably would have had maybe, you know, depending on the injury, you would have had maybe a week, two weeks to heal and get better. But then once you get worse, once the pain gets worse, especially when you're talking about fractures, once you have a severe fracture, or if you have a full-on break, that recovery is going to take months and months to heal. So again, I ask you, would you rather take the time off right away to heal, <laughs> prevent it from getting worse, and it's just going to be this small break of time? Or would you rather have this long road to recovery and possibly ruin the rest of your year? I mean, it's just a question. Recovery takes much longer than if you had just taken care of it from the beginning. Do not ignore your pain. See your doctor when you see when something starts to feel swollen, bruised, look discolored, or it increases in pain. This is super important. This is why doctors are here, okay? Now, I do recommend there are some at-home remedies that you can use for, for minor injuries, but I really want to stress that minor part, okay? When it starts showing those symptoms, like I said, swollen, bruised, discoloration, increase in pain, especially when you're at rest, that's really, you need to see a doctor because they're the only ones that can tell you what's going on. You might need a, an x-ray, you might need certain you know, things, you might have an infection, you just don't know. So there are all that, all that stuff is in my book and all that stuff we've talked about before. Another part of this is that I never recommend NSAIDs unless absolutely necessary. There are many kinds of natural anti-inflammatories that you can use. Um, NSAIDs, even the ones used on the surface of the skin, because I know a lot of point dancers, they'll actually take the gel Advils and they'll put them on their toes. Um, your skin absorbs everything that goes, that is placed on it. So even if you're not swallowing the Advil pill, you're still absorbing the Advil that's inside that pill, okay? Even if it's just on your toes. But the problem with NSAIDs is they hinder your body's inflammatory process. And when you do that, your body cannot heal properly or form collagen fibers for the muscles to, to continue being strong. It's basically delaying the inevitable and setting you up for more serious problems in the future. Guys, this is why I hate Advil commercials. They're like, what pain? The problem with that, and it makes me want to scream, is so, it's because, you know, you see these people flipping off buildings and, oh, they've got shoulder problems. Oh, I've got pain in my shoulder. I'm just going to take an Advil. What pain? It's gone. This is so frustrating for me. This is what dancers do. This is what athletes do. They're just like, okay, let me just pop some pills. Pain will be gone in a minute. I can continue doing what I'm doing. You're delaying the inevitable and you're setting yourself up for more serious problems in the future. If you have knee pain, why are you having knee pain? Well, did you tear something? Do you have inflammation? 
taking an NSAID is not going to take down uh, inflammation. In fact, it's going to damage the nerve endings so much so that you're going to have problems in the future. It's not a good thing to do. So anyway, I hate those commercials. <laughs> they make me want to scream or cry. I don't, I can't decide which, but it's just, it blows my mind how these companies can, can tell you, oh, you can take this and your pain will be gone. But there's an underlying issue. Of course, they don't want to tell you that because they want you to buy their product. I get it. But there is an underlying issue, especially for dancers. If you start to feel pain, you've got to question why. So anyway, there's a whole list of natural anti-inflammatory supplements in my book. Obviously, you want to definitely um, consult your doctor before taking any new supplements. That's something that I always recommend. But I have a whole list in my book. I think I talked about a few earlier in a previous episode, and I did mention some for weight loss. They, Even though they work for weight loss, they still work for anti-inflammatory. So that includes ginger, black pepper, turmeric, um, cinnamon, cardamom, cumin, cayenne, ginseng, and mustard. So all of those things, they really help a lot for inflammation. So anyway, there are a few honorable mentions before we get into the next subject, like getting enough sleep. Okay, so kids 18 and under should be getting at least eight hours of sleep each night, at least, not less, eight. And as you get older, the less sleep you'll need, but usually an adult should have about eight hours. I think that this has upped. I'm not sure. This research has changed slightly. So I think that 18 and under should be getting at least nine hours of sleep. I could be wrong. You guys can look into that because I know that an adult should be getting at least eight. So I just, I average it out. I say eight hours of sleep. Um, the younger you get, obviously, the younger you are, obviously you're going to need more sleep. But I, I usually say for about 18 and up, eight hours is, is sufficient. And obviously avoiding stress, making sure you're balancing both flexibility and strength so you don't get injuries. All of that stuff is important. It's super important to understand why the balance is good because obviously if you are super flexible but you don't have the strength, um, you are more, uh, you know, more at risk for sprint, for strains, which means you're going to pull the, or pulls, you're going to pull those muscles. Like if you were to do a ground butt to the front and you're really flexible, you can kick it really high, but if you're not strong, um, you are at risk of pulling that hamstring muscle or even your quad muscle, you know, it, you have to have a balance. Whereas if you have strength, but not flexibility, it's the other issue. You are at risk of other injuries because if you have strength in your legs, but no flexibility, then you're not able to move properly. So anyway, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics a little bit more in later episodes. I'm just wanting to give you kind of a summary of what we'll be talking about, just so you guys get a good idea. So anyway, guys, I hope this gives you a good idea of what you should be looking for, especially if you're a dancer or even if you're just an athlete, you do soccer or baseball or whatever sport you do. All of this applies to anyone being physically active at any point in their life, even if you're just a fitness guru, okay? All of this stuff can apply. Obviously, you're not going to be putting Advil on your toes, but it all applies no matter what you're doing in your life as long as it is an active thing. These are some things that you need to keep in mind. So anyway, if you have any questions, please feel free to get in contact with me. You can do that either through my website or you can contact me straight through the anchor 
anchor.fm app. You can even send me audio clips or messages that I can play here and answer questions should you have any. Or if you have any topics that you would like me to discuss on here or if you would like to be a guest star, please let me know. I would love to have you on here. And like I said, all of this information can be found in more detail on in my book, A Dancer's Diary, and you can check that out by following my website link. It's a different website from my business link. It's adancersdiarybook.com. You can even order the book directly through that website as well. Um, and you can check out my blog, which has a lot of this information in it. You'll see a lot of reused topics, but it's kind of fun to hear it listened to. So or me speaking it. So that's why I've chosen to reboot my blog in this way. But anyway, you can find all the information that you want there, as well as a little bit more about me if you want to read about me. Um, anyway, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. In the meantime, thanks for listening. I will see you in my next episode. Have a beautiful life, guys. When people want to or try to lose weight, they automatically go to the programs that promise quick fixes, which end up disappointing them and failing them. Why? Because of their 10 pounds on, 10 pounds off strategy, causing a yo-yoing effect back and forth to keep you spending money on their programs. The underlying issues that might be present preventing weight loss aren't being dealt with. This includes health issues such as hypothyroidism, diabetes, cancer, and IBS, just to name a few. Eating food should be a joy and not a total drag. You should be able to enjoy what you're eating without worrying about whether or not you're going to gain weight from it or get sicker. Also, you don't want to be eating those healthy, quote, healthy foods that these programs send you for the rest of your life. There is no one-size-fits-all for weight loss or any nutrition program for that matter, which is why all of my programs are specialized and designed for each person individually based on health concerns, allergies, and diagnosis. The reason why a lot of people don't lose unwanted fat or fail to keep it off is because there is an imbalance in the gut, the whole GI system. This imbalance throws off metabolism, which naturally burns calories when at rest, hormone regulation, and fat storage. So cutting calories and restricting can be done all you want, but if your gut, metabolism, and hormones aren't functioning the way they are supposed to, that weight will cling to you. It is not your fault, and you can lose weight. This is why I've created programs that start with building up the gut and digestive system, which will not only increase metabolism, giving you more energy and better sleep, as well as balance out the hormone production throughout your body, which will prevent excess fat storage, but it will also improve your absorption capabilities. You'll be absorbing better nutrients and vitamins that your body needs to properly function. These fad diets want you to think that losing weight is hard. It's really not. The best part of my weight loss and gut programs is that not only are you eating delicious foods that are whole and fresh, but you're also achieving so much more than weight loss. You're rebuilding gut, liver, pancreas, thyroid, adrenal, hormone, and overall body function and balance. Weight that clings on or consistently comes back is your body's way of telling you that something is out of balance. Maintaining that balance is the best way to achieve successful weight loss. My goal is that you will be able to eat foods you love eventually without fear or guilt. I am proud to be working alongside my grandmother, who is a naturopathic doctor specializing in functional medicine. With her help, these programs have been designed with a well-rounded functional approach to 
overall nutritional healing. If you are interested in learning more about my programs or would like to schedule an assessment to see how my weight loss and gut protocols would work for you, you can visit my website, labellevfitness.com. That's L-A-B-E-L-L-E-V-I-E-Fitness.com. I would love to work with you and help you out on this journey. I am so excited to be sharing this information with you, and I hope that I get to see you and talk to you very, very soon.